There's not but one Pharaoh Hardison in all of God's creation. And you have him. He's yours. I'm not his boss. Where, where, where is Miss Millie? I can tell you where his boss is. I know how that works. That's my uh, connection. I serve Jesus and Regina. One keeps me on my feet, the other keeps me on my knees. I'll let you figure out which is which. But she's a beautiful lady and has been a gracious uh, wife and mother and grandmother. So good to be at the Whitley Church. Burr Hardison, 20 years at this place. I mean, he's moved you around a little bit, but really it was at this place. God has done some phenomenal things. I, uh, sitting, standing right here, sensed the Holy Spirit taking me back to the first century. In that upper room, man, they were so limited. Everywhere they went, they had to ride a donkey or a camel or walk. None of the conveniences of modern day living. But there was a presence in that place. And the church went out doing what I heard your pastor said this church is doing in the 21st century. And then I thought about the church of 100 years ago. Man, they were so limited. Little rabbit box type sanctuaries. Driving Model A's and Model T's to church. Like my dad actually drove the horse and wagon to church. So limited and restricted, but what a powerful presence. And they went everywhere spreading the gospel. But the Holy Spirit seemed to say to me, this is my church in the 21st century. What beautiful facilities, what um, modern conveniences, the many multiple ways of sharing the gospel, but that same Holy Spirit presence permeating the singing, the praying, the ministering. This is the Lord's church in the 21st century. I don't want to go back to the upper room. I really don't want to go back to those rabbit box church buildings. I go to some every now and then still. In fact, we have some people that's still in the 19th and 20th century. In fact, a few, I think, are still in the 13th and 14th century. But the Lord spoke something very strong to me just recently that I am wanting you in this last season of your ministry to help bring my church in the North Carolina Conference into the 21st century with the first century gospel and the first century presence of the Holy Spirit, bring it to the people of the 21st century. And I tell you, I believe the Whitley Church is being instrumental in bringing the Lord's church into this century, to this generation, to this people. Why don't you give God praise for being a part of that? That is an awesome privilege to give God praise that you are a part of this century. And I just, I just applaud you. I want to thank you for your participation in the conference ministries. Since that 100 years ago, this denomination has reached into 103 countries 
with the gospel of Jesus Christ because of mission-minded people like you are. There's no way that the Whitley Church could have possibly done that just within their own scope, but by being what you are to the North Carolina Conference and the Pentecost Holiness Church, in the way you participate, in the way you're involved, I just want to thank you. Thank you for being a witness to this community and to communities in Kentucky and around the world. You don't understand what you're doing around the world. Really, we will never. I'm, you know what I'm convinced? I'm convinced that when we get to heaven, we will meet more people we help to get to the Lord that we didn't know than we will those we did know. And that's just the great scope of God's purpose and plan for your life. So let me excite you. I just want to get you even more excited about being a part of the body of Christ in the 21st century. If you would have been better off in the 19th century, in the 13th century, in the 1st century, the guy who has pretty good wisdom would have put you there. But aren't you glad? He said, no, I want you to be a part of my church in the 21st century, and I want you to have a greater harvest than you've ever had in this liftoff century. Praise the Lord for being a part of who we are here and now. Amen? Now, I just want to, I'm not going to try to preach a sermon. I just want to ask you a question. And I'll just take it from the text in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And I'll just read that one little passage that we like to quote so often. Where Paul simply says in verse 14, Now thanks be unto God which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. That is a powerful word. We like to take that text out of its context and just really draw strength and power and victory in our lives on a constant and consistent basis. But just let me give you a three-minute context of what that statement comes out of. Because it's probably some of you that are here today that can identify with the context perhaps even more than you can with the text. Verses 7 through 11, Paul is actually talking about a guy who has messed up, has blown it in his life, actually had to be dealt with by the church and was actually excommunicated. So he had major, major problems. But Paul says, now it is time for him to experience a win in his Christian life. And that's what I want to ask you this morning. Is there anybody in this place who desperately needs a win in your life? So that context comes out of a, man, out of a, a situation where Paul has said, he needs to be forgiven. You need to comfort him. You need to show your love to him, to affirm your love to him. All of this because this man now needs a win in his life. Lest he be overcharged with sorrow and lest Satan take advantage of him and his circumstances. Now, I dare say there are people in the house this morning that could identify with that context. You need a win in your life lest you become overcharged, overwhelmed with sorrow. And unless Satan take advantage of where you are and what you're going through and what you've experienced. Paul said this gentleman needs a win. 
And then he talks about his own challenges in ministry and preaching the gospel. And in the context of a brother who had messed up, whose, whose situation had been really tough, who needed a win and his own challenges in the ministry. He says, but now unto him who causeth us to triumph always in Jesus Christ. Christ can help you to win in any and every circumstance you might be in this morning. So that's what I want to ask you. Is it possible that I'm preaching to some people this morning who really desperately need a win. You've had the battles, you've had the scars, you've, you've experienced the adverse circumstances. You really need a win in your life today. And you can take that text now and say, thanks be unto God who always leads me to triumph. Thanks be unto God, who from place to place to place will cause me to wind up with the wind and not a, not a defeat. Thanks be unto God, because I can look for wins and not live in defeat, regardless of what the past has been like, regardless of what I'm dealing with, regardless of the circumstances, the setting, the context of my life right now, I believe there is a, a, a God in heaven, a Savior in my heart that wants to produce a win in my life. Because you know what? It doesn't matter where you're from and what you've done and, and all of the things that you've experienced in life. We've lived long enough that we faced enough of the trouble and enough of the, of the difficulties and enough of the challenges, the pain, the suffering, and the struggle that we know that sometimes it seems that things get better for a while and then fall apart. Sometimes you get to feel like they get better just to fall apart. And sometimes we don't know what to do. You ever heard anybody say, I just don't know what to do. All I know is I am at a place in my life, I'm at a point in my life, I need God to come on the scene in a supernatural way. I need a win from heaven. I need help from heaven. I need a win in this circumstance, in that setting. You ever been there? Maybe you're there this morning. Sometimes we just don't know what to do. I was talking to a man not too long ago. He said, he said, Bishop, when I was in sin, he said, man, I went through all kinds of things. He said, I've been shot, I've been cut, I've been beat up. He said, I've had my eye rolled out on my cheekbone like that. But he said, I tell you, I have never hurt as much in my life as I have this past year of my life. I don't even know if I have ministry left or not. I don't know if there's anything good out there for me. It looks like that I'm about to lose it all. My family has gone awry. I've got, I've got family issues. I've got ministry issues. I've got economic issues. He said, Bishop, I don't know if I'm going to make it if I can't find a win. And I don't know what to do. I really don't know how to fix it. Sometimes it's that way with us. Then there are other times that we do know what to do, but we don't want to do it. You ever been there? We do know what would help the situation. We do know what would change the deal. We do know what would make it better, but we're just not willing to do what it's going to take to experience a genuine win. 
Because you know what? We can live our lives blaming other people for what they've done for us. We can get full of bitterness and resentment and even turning to hate because of what other people have done. Somebody said if you're 40 years old, you, you, you've already outgrown the ability to blame anybody for anything. Uh, some of it is on us now. But you know what? As long as I can fix the blame on Pharaoh, I don't have to worry about I don't have to face what I've done to myself. Come on now, let's get really real. We can talk about all of the horrible things that other people have done to us. But probably some of the most painful things, some of the most painful memories are things that have happened to us because of our choices, our decisions. Received a letter from a lady just a little while ago. Been trying to help her for 20 years, and she still writes me from a prison. She has given her life to situations that have brought total havoc and destruction for as long as I've known her for over 20 years. But you know what? Not one single thing was forced upon her. Not one single thing she did because it was the law that she had to do it. She made some choices and some decisions and and she's sitting there today in this particular setting of her life uh, not just because of what other people have done and she has a long story but there's a lot of things that she has experienced because of her own decisions. You know, if we're not willing to face that, we probably would do much, very little good in fixing it. But I want to ask you something. Let's get beyond he said, she said, he did, I did. Let's get beyond all of that and just come to to the cold reality. You know, I just really need a win in my life that I cannot produce on my own. I need help from heaven. And I need somebody to come across my life and tell me that there's going to be some more wins. It's not going to all be defeat. It's not going to all be depression. It's not going to all be setback. It's not going to all be reverses and tough situations. There are some wins left in God's plan for my life. But now, I don't know about you, I kind of like wins to be quick and easy. You know what I mean, Vern? Man, if I'm going to get into a ring with a guy with these big old gloves, I want a, a, I want a Ram 1 knockout. I don't want him beating up on my head for 15 rounds and then I just finally pull it out in the last round uh, by the, just the skin of my teeth or the... Maybe I don't even have any teeth. I don't want those kind of wins. I want them to be quick and easy, don't you? I want first inning wins. Don't let me have to play nine innings or 10 or 15. Not four quarters of a ball game of people trying to beat up on me to get a win. Give it to me in the first two minutes of the first quarter. I want a quick and an easy win. Can I tell you this morning that most lasting wins are neither quick or easy? And so I come back to this question. Do we have the courage this morning to be honest 
and say, you know, I really do need a win in my life. Not just a surface thing that will last only until the service is over. I need something to get started in my life this morning that will carry over into the challenges and the circumstances I'm going to face this coming week. I desire, I need, I long for the Holy Spirit of God to move in my spirit in such a way until I will have the assurance of there's a wind coming, there's a wind coming, there's a wind coming. Satan is not going to have the last word. He is not going to defeat me. Other people are not going to defeat me. Circumstances are not going to defeat me. I choose to believe that my Lord wants me to experience a wind today. I win today. Can you sense that, that sense of expectancy and confidence and blessed assurance? Now let me just say to you, sometimes we may have to be willing to do some things in order to really get a true win. We may need to, how should I say this? There may be some people that we've been hanging around with that we might need to cut out of our... Did you, did you know everybody you hang with will either make your life better or worse? Everybody we hang with will either cause us to do more or less, to have a greater influence or less influence. And it might be that you might need to make some tough decisions about your friends and associates. It might be that we may just simply need to do some changes in the way that we are doing things. I'm asking you this morning, would you, would you in your own personal setting, and nobody knows your personal setting like you do, would you like to experience a win today? Would you like to experience the beginning of the healing of a hurt? Do you know anybody? Do you know somebody that you love a whole lot who desperately need a win to start happening in their lives? Would you like to come overcome all of the defeats of the, about the past, would you like to overcome the being controlled by the fear of what may happen in, in the future? Would you today, this morning, this service, great sing. I've I, I really enjoyed that choir. I think you need to give your choir director some pet pills, though. He's a little bit laid back. <laughs> you may need to get him teaching theology because I can tell he don't like music. You've really got him out of place here. He's... He's out of his, out of his uh, giftings there. I, all of this wonderful preach, uh, services and, and worship and, and ministry and the presence of God. But you're saying, I need something to happen inside of me that will be the beginning of a new day and a new me and a new circumstance at home and a new situation. Lord, Lord, I want to thank you today that you can give a win to my life as I move from place to place to place. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's coming a day when there will be no more struggles, but it's not today. There's coming a day when all battles will be over, 
all defeats will be past. All of those issues that come crushing down upon you will all be in a forgotten past. But that day is not today. And I felt yesterday that I need to come by here and ask the question this morning to this early worship congregation. Could you use a win in your life this morning? Do you know somebody that you care a lot about? And man, they're down underneath a load. It seems like it goes from bad to worse. And it gets better and then falls apart. They really need a lasting win. Do you know anybody like that? That you care much about? Here's the way I want us to wrap up this service. First of all, if you, in the heart of your heart, see where you really need a win, in your life, your, your, your family, your circumstances, that you would just express to God, Lord, you know where I am and what I'm about. You know that I really do need a win. If you're hearing that, would you just stand right where you are? Just let's stand right where you are, now, unashamedly. I could use a win today. I have encountered issues Circumstances, reverses, man, you can't imagine. I certainly would like to experience the beginning, at least the first inning of something I believe is going to be a win in my life. You know, I have been known to watch boxing. I don't, I think the old outlaw wrestling, I know it just turned some of you off right then. But I have a tendency to get like your choir director when I'm watching a boxing match. I'm, you know, I'm, you know that. But you know what I've noticed? There was a guy that fought in a heavy, and I happened to be able to see that. He was a hundred to one odds on winning that round, that fight. And I declare unto you somewhere, I don't even remember what round now, he knocked that other guy cold flat. Most people, if you'd have talked to 100 people, 99 of them would have said he won't last the first round. And there's been a devil after you that has told you that you're through. You're not going to win. You're not going to experience triumph. I'm here today to tell you there's another Lord and another voice. And he's saying, there is a win for you. There is a win for you. The enemy will not get the last word. And Lord, I'm going to wrap my faith around that promise today. Thanks be unto God who always from place to place and time to time causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Now, how many of the others of you, things are going along pretty good for you, but you know somebody that you really care a lot about. You know, there's no hurt like home hurt. You hear what I said? There's no pain like pain at home. 
when it's affecting your kids and your grandkids and your brothers and sisters or your spouse. You know why? Because you can never get away from that kind of hurt. It's always with you. If you know some people that really need a win in their life that you care a lot about, would you just stand and represent them this morning? Would you just stand right where you are? Now, would you just kind of look around? You thought you were alone. Sometimes you feel alone. But here's what I want you to capture this morning is all of heaven is looking at you who are standing, who are confessing. I really need a win, Lord. I, I need something good to happen. I need a turnaround. I really, lest I become overwhelmed with sorrow and lest Satan take advantage of, of us and we are mindful of what he wants. So we're going to pray right where you are this morning. How many of you know the Lord knows exactly what, what seat you've been sitting in this morning and he knows what part of the carpet that you're standing on right now. And he knows everything that prompted you to get off of your chair this morning and stand. I want to pray a prayer over you right now. Would you just lift your hand to the Lord? And would you just say, would you just mention to him that thing that caused you to stand up this morning? I know there's a lot of issues, but there's usually a major issue that causes us to stand. I want you to just lift your heart and open your heart. Open your heart. There's a need, there's a desire to experience a win in some dimension of your life. Father in heaven, my Father, my Father, my God and my God, I appeal to you for these, your children. Lord, some may be standing here that really don't even know you as Father or your Son as Savior, but dear Lord, I know that you know they really do need a win over sin. They need a win over Satan. They, they need wins in the deepest part of their lives. And Lord, we're agreeing together this morning all over this building. We're agreeing together all over this building that you're going to start something supernatural in every life here. Something supernatural in every circumstance that is a cumbersome burden in this house today. Lord, that situation that seems to be unfixable, that, that they don't know what to do anymore, and that which we do know what to do, but somehow we've not been willing to do what has to be done. Dear God, I'm asking you for strength, for unctioning, for wisdom. I ask you to speak it into their lives, Lord. Speak it into their heart. Speak it to their faith. Speak it to their relationship with you, Lord. I'm asking you for something powerful and supernatural to start flowing out of their life this morning, to start flowing up and out of their lives today. God, I'm asking you to make this the making of a miracle day, the beginning of a miracle that will affect the rest of their whatevers of all of their tomorrows. Make it so, Father. You're the only one in the house that can make it so. We receive it. We receive your willingness, your ability to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And we pray it and receive it and believe it. And we thank you for it. In the strong and the mighty name of Jesus Christ the Lord. 
Now the word amen says, so be it, so be it, or I believe it so, I believe it's going to be that so. I want you this morning to say amen with the full understanding of what you're saying. You're saying, I believe it's going to be so, I believe it is so, so be it, so be it. Will you this morning in faith and confidence say a great big hearty amen, Lord, amen, 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 so be it, so be it, so be it. And may it start today. This morning, in this house of worship, in this 21st century church of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Come back next Sunday. I promise you I will not be here. <laughs> and you, you will continue your great surge into God's future for this church. Continue to be excited about what God is doing. Pastor Farrell Hardison, God bless you. Thanks for the privilege of speaking to your people this morning. We're on-